Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Signal Fire Radio, a show where a bunch of military veterans and their friends get together to destroy the villainous philosophy of self-doubt by having encouraging conversations designed to feed your mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, and grow your tribe. I'm joined by the two chief knuckleheads, uh, co-host number one, Chris Bradley from Cape Fear Investigative Services. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm awesome. It's fall. It is. Bro. It is. I'm, uh, we're gonna do pumpkin spice energy drinks today. Okay, sweet. White white girl special. White girl special. Why not? We're gonna pull out our Uggs and our our North Face uh, whatever vests, and we're just gonna get deep into the fall season. Listen to some Sarah McLaughlin together. Sweet. I dig it. I'm and leaving. then I'm leaving. No, no, no. You gotta <laughs> stay. You gotta stay. Uncle Ron is back in the studio. Yes. Uncle Ron Holmes, Riker USA, and. Life Skills with a Z Academy, Life North Carolina. Skills with a Z. Mm-hmm. It's because you're it's because you're a, a Gen Xer that you went with Skills with a Z. Am I Gen Xer? I don't know. You're 50, right? 51? Two. 52? Yeah. yeah, you're all. You're, okay. Yeah. His new name is Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Yeah. I do. Yeah, he's got some Captain Ron vibes yeah. to him, but he's too <laughs> scary to be Captain Ron. I mean, like like when you first see Ron. I remember the first time that I saw Ron. I don't know if I've told this story on the on the podcast or not, but our mutual friend, former guest of the show, Dave Polaris. Shout out to Dave. Hope he's doing very, very well. He was like, dude, you got to meet this guy. His name is Ron. It was when we were trying to get VBC going, and I was just networking like crazy. And he's like, I think he did a group text, and and I was like, yeah, what's up? I'll come and meet you. And and I pull up to Ron's house, and if you haven't seen Ron's house, you should go see Ron's house. I won't give out your address, <laughs> but when you drive past it, man, there's like the only thing that's missing off of the front of Ron's house is like ramparts with cannons sticking out of them just aimed down at the street. So I pull up, his dog came out, a mal, and I'm like immediately like, okay, is this a cool dog, not a cool dog? <laughs> and then old Uncle Ron's over there in silkies, probably a tank top or something with tattoos, <laughs> giving me side eye. And he looked at me like he's like, and we, I confirmed the appointment like on the way over, but he still looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? Walking up on my property, coming to talk to me. That was the first impression of Ron, my first experience with Ron. And here we are three, four years later, five episodes in. I think you've done with us now, Ron, and a host of other things. Trained with you, kids get together, all that stuff. You've been a great value add to my life, and I appreciate you for being here again. Thank you. How's everything going with you, dude? Good. Good? Good. Yeah. Uh, You know, homeschool. um, We got, you know, had to go pack mom up, move mom down. Yep. So mom is down here. She's in North Carolina now. Lives right around the corner from us, and she's getting settled in real good. And you know, we've got her in church with us, yeah. and and all that. And now it's uh, got a couple shows coming up for Riker USA. Just did one in Georgia this weekend, and then um, really uh, mission prep for building the website for the the Life Skills Academy uh, to get that up to hopefully get nine camps yeah. run this summer. Nice. Um, we're going to break them down. You know, I've, I've kind of reevaluated off what we learned uh, from the summer, and I'm going to go age groups of six to nine and then 10 to 12 and then 13 to 15. Um, I also think I'm going to do, I don't want to do like phase one, phase two, phase three, and, uh, and it was suggested to me since we're like kind of Star Wars nerds. <laughs> I think I'm going to go like uh, Foundling Apprentice Mandalorian Dork. or... Dork. Or uh, Padawan Apprentice Jedi, you know. <laughs> but uh, yes, you can't be as scary <laughs> yeah. of a dude as you are yes. and be that much of a Star Wars dork. Hey man, hey Gen <laughs> X man, that's all we <laughs> that's had. Right? That's right, that's all you had. That's all we had. This is my childhood. Don't take it from me. 
But um, no, man, just like staying busy. And uh, I tell you, it's just every day we talked a little bit earlier, but the, the homeschool thing has been awesome is, uh, you know, my benefit of my wife having formerly been a teacher and, you know, she does all like the stuff that I'm definitely not good at, not my strong stuff. But um, a couple weeks ago, Rikers on my on my dresser on my little chest thing I have have a vial of sand from Iwo Jima mm. and he's like dad what's this and I was like like that's sand from Iwo Jima he's like World War II and I was like yes and he goes why is it black and I was like well it's not sand it's volcanic ash yeah so it was just like you know when you're homeschooling a kid that's like you that's the benefit is that we don't have to follow a track yeah, yeah you get to see to those moments of learning actually so occur. it was like Hey, let's go. Yeah. So now we went down this rabbit hole and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that about, about Iwo Jima and World War II. And we're, so we're doing all this. Cause we've already done this with, uh, Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki mm-hmm. and everything. And that, oh my gosh, like just mind blowing, like the, the air, the airfield they built for it and all this. So we go on this rabbit hole, we're going down and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, do you want to watch a movie about Iwo Jima that has Marines playing in it and it's got a dude you like in it. Yeah. And he's like, who? I was like, who's Hondo? He's like, John Wayne. I was like, he's like, John Wayne's a Marine. I was like, no, but he plays a Marine. <laughs> a convincing one too. So we watched, we put on Sands, Sands of Iwo, Iwo Jima, Jima all time classic, which I watched as a kid and watched in boot camp. And dude, this is, this is where like, it's just so amazing. This is where like, I think a lot of stuff with my son would be lost if he was in a conventional school environment. He's like, dad, he's like, what's wrong with the movie? And I go, what do you mean? He's like, where's the color? And I was like, there is no color. I was like, it's a black and white film. And he's like, so there's not, it's, it's just like this. I was like, yeah. And he's like, was everything like that? Yeah. Was the world and like, I, I remember like, thinking that same thought yeah. when I was a and kid. And I was like, just like, oh my God, that was brilliant. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I was, it, it was technology. Yeah. It's like, I was like, you know how you're like, you're into the cassettes now, but now everything is just like, we just go to the website and we get the music. He's like, yeah. So I've taken him to the record stores and stuff like that, so he can get cassettes. Yeah, and he's like into that. Like, See, I'm not gonna, time. I'm not one to start internet conspiracies on here, you know, to try to to try to get clout and grow our followership. But I'm not saying that the world wasn't in color before color movies. I'm just saying <laughs> we don't know that the world wasn't in color before color movies. That's all I'm putting out there. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Take so that we, for what you want. We transitioned into, I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep going with it. And we watched the Pacific. And I was just like. Yeah, yeah. The HBO series? Yeah. Yeah. So we're watching it. Next up is going to be Generation Kill, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Because he knows Rudy. Just fast forward And he's a like, bit. wait, wait, Rudy plays himself? And he and he said, just like the guys in, Iwo, in San Iwo Jima played yeah. themselves. I was like, yeah. So we're watching this. Idolizes John Bassalone. And, I mean. Who doesn't? As he should. So. <laughs> Last week was his birthday. He turned seven, and he got this X shot, uh, X shot insanity minigun, belt fed Nerf gun. Sweet! Oh my goodness! That's the other thing about going to Ron's house is you look in the garage, and then there's Riker's wall of guns. It's probably <laughs> as significant as Ron's wall of guns in the garage. Dude, so we get this thing set up, and. Like, I was not prepared for actually how fast and accurate this thing was. Do you get pelted? And he's like, all right, that Nerf War starts. And he goes, and he's around the corner. And I come out with this, like, little pump one, you know, bullshit one. Yeah. And he comes out, and he goes, 
I'm John Bassalone. He's just like <laughs> crushes me. Well, hits me in the eye. Yeah. With a dart. Oh yeah, you get a little get a little spot. Well, right oh there. no, eyeball. Yeah. Shut me down. Yeah. Like went to the doctor. Like to make sure my retina wasn't like dude, my eyeball <laughs> swelled up. Oh, guy's like, so you know she tells me? She goes, you know, she goes, if you guys are gonna do that, she goes, you might want to think about wearing some eye protection. Yeah, and I'm like, pro. I'm like, yes. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. Thank Have you. you ever been on the range with you ever? Yeah. You and know? I'm just like, I was like, you know what? I deserve that one. Yeah. I deserve that. I'll take but that. I'll like, take that L. Yeah, dude. So As he's, the kids he's say. just like, he's like so into it. And and it's just, I don't know, it's great. And it's not that I, I'm not. I don't want him to join the military. I want him to do what he is, but he's he got an interest though. in it, so we're yeah. f- I'm feeding it, you yeah. know? And uh, the things that he's retaining, and it's funny, it's like you get to the point where these guys, like, you know, like little, the little uh, bonchikawawa going on, and he's, he's like, he's like, Dad, what does this have to do with killing Japs? And I was like, well, well, uh, <laughs> we'll just fast forward this part, right? You know, it, uh, it's pretty funny. Oh, my gosh, yes. what a trip. We yeah. touched on a couple of things that we're going to talk about today. Number one, I thought it'd be interesting because you're in a similar situation as me, Ron. Like, my parents now live with us, and mm-hmm. that's creating a whole—well, not we don't live in the same house. We live on the same piece of property. It's kind of creating this whole new dynamic, and I see more and more people in our age range that are, are doing that. Like, they're doing more like estate, family-style living, and it comes with a lot of blessings, but then it also comes with a lot of challenges. Um a plane went missing, and I think we should probably talk about that, that an F-35 just disappeared for a couple hours, and nobody 20, has— 24 hours. Nobody, Yeah, a couple, yeah. <laughs> nobody has copped to it at all. Um, I sort of lost interest in the story because of how disinterested DOD seemed to be in a plane friggin' disappearing— the best thing of that of that story was the guy the nine one one call. Yes, the, the, the guy did the, the, the guy, guy that they interviewed in South I was, Carolina. I was in the bathroom. If you haven't seen, yeah, if you haven't seen that video, oh my gosh, it's so worth it. The guy, the guy makes just an incredible um, attempt at what it sounded like when an F-35 came careening into he, the cornfield next he, to him. He did a good job of painting the picture of exactly what he was doing at the time that that aircraft flew over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really, it was there. He transported yeah. me there. Yes. He transported he me there. He was sitting, he was dropping a deuce, and he was telling mm. us about it on national yep. TV. Yeah, so I, I missed that. I didn't <laughs> oh, see that. To you. A, yeah. guy, a guy like you with your proficiency on the internet, I can't believe that that I didn't, wasn't something I didn't see, that you But shared. the 911 call. No, I didn't hear the 911 oh, call. I, I'm actually disappointed in the pilot yeah when he got on the phone and that there wasn't one f-bomb dropped there yeah. wasn't one it wasn't one like lady was it an air force plane it was a marine marine corps plane it was oh. a marine oh i'm Ooh. extremely disappointed yeah. there wasn't there wasn't one <laughs> a minimum one f-bomb yeah the 911 call is hilarious like it's like this is not real life yeah but it's it's pretty funny I'm it's almost like the scene from maverick like he walks in at a restaurant oh, he drinks the water seen maverick no spoilers oh well he That's says okay you he says just- where am I? And this kid goes, Earth? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it's right along those lines. Dude, right? I was thinking about that. I still haven't seen How have you not seen Maverick? Because I didn't. You should just do push-ups for the rest of the yeah. show. I Eight-count bodybuilders, I'm Master Sergeant. I'll get it. I'll haze myself. Um, no, I just, it, I wanted to go see it, like, in the IMAX, and I was so busy when it came out. We never made time, and now we live in a camper, and my TV screen is literally smaller then this laptop, and I'm like, I can't do that to Tom Cruise. I can't do that to Scientology. I got to see this on the big screen. So I'm waiting until, I'm waiting until something comes back around. They do a re-release or something. I haven't on, seen Oppenheimer yet either, which I, pisses I me off. And I think the boat sailed on that too on yeah. the big on the big screen. But 
Whatever. They have, they have Maverick on Amazon Prime. It's been on there. No, I know we, it's we there. I just don't want to watch yeah. it on the tiny TV because I want that immersive experience. I want to feel like I'm right there with Maverick all over again. Although, how did Val Kilmer look in the film? Because I saw some Google images he, of him. He, he, looked, he looked good. He looked better? I watched, so I watched that. Kelly docu- McGinnis did not look good, though. I... Uh, but she wasn't in it. Well, she no, does not look. Good she's now. not in the movie. No. Okay, but no, no, she, no. okay, maybe it was part of the press thing or um, something. But uh, no, I watched that documentary of Val Kilmer. Yeah, and he's got the throat yeah, cancer. Yeah, the tra- tracheotomy. And it was it was it was pretty interesting. But um, they did. I think they did his. Um, they did his character. They tied it in very very yeah. nice. It Classy. Was, and it was yeah. It was. It was. Um, I love Val. There's yeah. nothing better. There's nothing better than Tombstone and Doc Holliday. Just I don't know that you can get any better at a craft than what that man did with Doc Holliday in yeah. that movie. Second best Batman. Second best Batman. Who's first best Batman? Michael Keaton. You think? Absolutely. Uh oh, when's the new Beetle? There's new Beetlejuice coming out. Oh no, you don't agree? No. Who's the best Batman, Ron? No. No. Nope. Who's the best Batman? Um I'm just gonna back up. You're gonna say Robert fight. Pattinson, aren't you? You're gonna you're about no, to say No, are you kidding me? That story is garbage. <laughs> That storyline is garbage. I'm yeah. so tired of them like woking the, the make your own I new didn't character. Watch it. I didn't watch it. It was garbage. It. Yeah. Uh Ben Affleck. Really? Yeah. Eh. Ben Affleck and Christian Bale. Eh. Okay. And I like the Ben Affleck one because he's older. Yeah. And it's very and it's just a lot more um I, I think it goes more into I like the storyline of of his quest was the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find the other meta the meta humans, right? I don't know. I just and I I was when I heard like Ben Affleck. Oh my God, he's this is gonna. And I'm watching. I'm like, I want more Ben Affleck. He did good. I mean, I I think it's like one of the best things he did. Like, I just liked his character. I liked his. I think he. I don't know. I like. I'll watch it again. And then I like Christian Christian Bale. The the Christian Bale movies were the best. The series, start to finish, was the best of any of them. But Michael Keane was good. Now the the, the, how come you guys aren't like George Clooney was awesome. I think come on, that was George Clooney was the best Batman. Michael Keaton, and then you had the Joker, and no better Joker than Jack Nicholson. Ah, Heath Ledger, dude. Nah, man. I mean, because that was the he was a gangster. Like mm-hmm. that was he he portrayed the gangster of the Joker. Yeah. And that's what he was. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back and read the comics, that's what the Joker was before he But it doesn't have to be true to the comics. I know that's that. what makes it art and interpretation. I know and... that, but it's also Jack Nichols. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we grant him goat status. <laughs> right. We grant him goat status in almost anything that he does. But and and I will say they were on equal par. Heath Ledger did an amazing job. I'm not yeah. knocking that. I mean, yeah. I loved I loved his character as a Joker. But going back to going back to the comics, going back to traditional. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you're a traditionalist in the in the true sense of the word? Like, if things that get remade, do you find that they're not as good as the originals? Not, in not your always. opinion, yeah. Not always. Mm. Um, well, I mean, just flip it over to music. Yeah. Um, Chris Stapleton remade Tennessee Whiskey and it's better than George Jones's. We got to be careful with TK. He, he, if, if something comes flying if, across, yeah, I'm going to duck. There could be, there could be, <laughs> if you we, we go too far on this subject, there I might know. be a spear I'm gonna, or I'm gonna a trident. Limit, I'm going to limit that to music because I know that. But, yeah. but, I mean, George Jones is an amazing man. Yeah. He was an amazing musician and all that, but that song, that song never would have done what it has done now. Yeah. Well, different. I mean, you could talk about releases and distribution. I mean, how many musicians are there that get famous because they put something on Instagram now? And they're not. They're not musicians. Not to say that Chris Stapleton isn't. He is right. a tremendous, right. tremendous musician and a great performer. Do you have any other examples of a remake that you think is better than the original? Um, you know, I. How about when? How about when Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page remade Cashmere? 
for the Godzilla movie from 1996. It was decent. No, it was awful. It was awful. It was decent. What is Puck? What? Uh, you know what? How so, can Puck Daddy sing a Led Zeppelin song? So hang on. I, I like him. I like him as a person, and here's why. Yeah. Because when there was some stuff going on um, in the country, I don't remember which incident it was. It could have been in Minneapolis. It could have been Baltimore. It could have been one of the yeah. one of the rioting things. And P. Diddy's son was in college, and he got on social media, and he was talking about how oppressed he was. P. Diddy went on there and said, boy, take this down. Yeah. You have a trust fund. Yeah. You will yeah. never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. Take this off of social media Good right for him. Now. So with that, you it's know what? He, he can he can throw some crappy ass music on there, and yeah. I like him because of that. All right, well, let's, he did a good parent. Let's job. do this. Let's actually start this episode here. Let's grab one of these beverages, which uh, we're on, I think, episode two hundred or something of trying to find. What are you thinking? Of trying to find a sponsor. You're all good. Um, these are all Bulkhead right. Energy Drinks, which is a local company. You said, Ron. Well, ah. Uh, Strawberry lemonade. We actually know with That's natural citrus flavor. I'm going natural. Natural citrus. mixed berry. Okay, I'll try the strawberry lemonade. Yeah, why not? Um, so Bulkhead Energy is veteran-owned, completely across the board. Uh, they are on Camp Lejeune. They're in Camp Lejeune, San Diego, uh, Virginia Beach. Liberty Call. This is good. Liberty Call. This here. is actually good. Drinking Shellback, and I got Sierra Lima right here. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you guys want more information, go to Bulkhead Energy. Follow them on Instagram. There you go. Um, they're always looking for people who want to carry it in their stores. Uh, and they're actually one of their owners is a local uh, veteran, really good friend of mine. And um, they're also Savage Tacticians, which is a veteran-owned clothing line. So um, I've when they first came out with DC Gaming, some I took them to Shot Show, uh, and I and it was like two o'clock. This was I pull out of my bag two o'clock, and this thing it was it was great. I didn't get the shakes from this drinking it. Um, again, veteran-owned. Everything's done here in the States. It's pseudo clean. And no sugar. There's no sugar, and there's like 300 milligrams of I I, I need to, so I'll ask, I'll try to get in touch with Kevin then, because I want to ask about the words that I can't uh, pronounce on energy drinks, because I never know what they are. But that's really good. I think this might be our first legitimate shot at a sponsor from a from an energy drink because we actually know the person. I can dig it. Who makes it? Um, all right, let's start with. Uh, let's. I wish Brandon was here. Brandon's in court. Uh, for those of you that are wondering why Brandon's not here, um, the counselor has been caught up counseling. Tupac's murder. It's finally been solved. Twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven years. So, not buying it. No. All right. Well, let's start with Chris's take on it, and then I want to hear your conspiratorial th- take on it. There, Ron. So. You know, Maybe not. I, you, it could be the truth. I'm sorry. I used the word conspiracy. You're probably you probably right. Coming coming from a coming from a law enforcement background, um, you know, I understand that there are people that work for agency that handle cold cases. Um, I think that either the, this guy finally had a, you know, just a, something big traumatic in his life, and he confessed because I think he had sort of kind of confessed. He wrote it in a book. Yeah, he wrote it as like his so, memoirs. Well, I mean, when they interviewed him later on. I think that's why they finally decided to go ahead and hey, we need to go ahead and press charges on this guy. And I, but even though I think they already knew, they knew that from his memoirs, they had already interviewed him. He kind of confessed to it. But the other part of that that you really have to look at mm-hmm. is so he's sixty-two years old, right? All right, we don't know what kind of health, you know, health-related issues this guy has. So is you know is it something where they held off to make sure that he you know they don't want to take on a high-risk inmate. You'd think somebody would do that? Like, would law enforcement do that? Like, sit Absol- on a known murderer for, like, 25, a- abs- 26 years? Absolutely. To not- really? Yes. 
Really? Well, not 27, 26, 27 years. Yeah. But when they when they got that half-assed confession, yeah. they should have went ahead and, and hit him with it. Mm-hmm. Instead, they were like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's got this going on. He's got lung cancer, liver cancer, whatever. Right, I mean, right, as, right. You know, just as an example. Or they could have looked at it like, this guy's a legit gangbanger, right. and if we move on him, we're going to have, like, a small war on our uh, hands. I think I think the age, I think they would have been. Yeah. I think, you know, at that point, as he got older, I think he kind of ages out of that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, he could have been the, the ringleader of a of a big gang there. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but when he, when I want to made... see. I want to. I want them to release something. Yeah, release something. Okay, other than the press conference that hey, we've we've arrested Tupac's murderer, twenty seven years, blah 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 blah. I want to see. I want to see. You know what? Hey, I want to see the facts. Yeah. Show show me something. Yeah. Show me the car facts. Right. Yeah. Um. Because it. I think it might have been alleged that the guy who actually pulled the trigger died a couple years after Tupac's death. If I'm remembering the story correctly, yes. I don't know the person's name. Well, but that this gentleman who was just arrested was in the vehicle. He was in the vehicle when Tupac got shot. They said that he didn't move. Mm-hmm. Like, he sat there and didn't, there was no reaction. So, like, if you're that close, um, you're that loud bang, that gun that gun going off. I mean, there's a startle effect. Unless you're 100% just a psychopath or two, you know what's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you would have had to have known what's coming. Like, I mean, you don't but, just, I mean, even who, that, I mean, who is going to happen upon... The biggest rapper in the world on Las Vegas Boulevard, and then just go without a moment's notice. I'm just gonna pull out a gun and shoot this guy from the back seat. Like that doesn't make any sense. The whole thing had to be planned out with some with some level of yeah. What do you think, Ron? So go there, there buddy. There was a really good uh, documentary, like miniseries, with uh, was his what's his name, uh, Josh Dumal. Oh, Duhamel. I think yeah, the guy you used to be married it. to Fergie. Yeah, yeah. I isn't that the guy who was married to Fergie? I had no idea if he was married to Fergie. I don't know why. I, I didn't know that. Too. Right. Right. You talking about the real handsome dude that was in the Transformers movies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did yeah, like the show where he plays the detective. Okay. Right? Who took on the cold case, and he had guys from um, uh, Los Angeles Sheriff's and LAPD and this whole thing, and they were tracking it down, and it taps into the biggie and everything like that. And, <clears throat> and then he goes back, because it's a cold case, so he goes back, and it was the original detective who pretty much got like this is and it's 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 taking factual stuff that happened this one detective who was the original one working the case was forced out of it because what they were finding was all of the directions were pointing back to it was done from within lapd no yeah why yes because i don't know but there was something and watch that watch that show okay and you'll see like I want to hear from the detectives. I want to hear from the one who started the cold case the first time. And then I want to hear from the detective if he's still alive, honest, and what he thinks. Because I'm not buying it. Because, what, I, I, like, there was just too many factual things that what were What do they stand up. to gain from that, though? I have no idea, but it had something to do with money and it was all this. But here's the other one. Here's the other one. Suge was driving the car. Uh-huh. He got shot he, a bunch. No, too? he did not. He didn't catch he didn't a get single hit. round. He no. didn't get hit. Huh? He didn't get hit. I thought this whole time that he did. Mm-mm. Mm. No, I don't. I'm not buying it. It, it. it. It was. It was. If if Tupac is really dead. Oh. Okay. If he's really dead. Okay. All right. It was staged. It was an assassination. It was a hit. Whatever. There's no way that many rounds are fired, and Suge didn't catch anything from the position. What, yeah, because yeah, because yeah. Sugar was right. in the driver's seat. Tupac was in the front passenger yes. seat. Yep. And and in what direction 
did the fire come from? Was it like it was back to front? Twelve it was, o'clock. It was from back. It was yeah. Okay. So I mean, you looked at and if you look at some of the stuff, the bullet, the bullets were going through the door. They were straight. They were straight mm-hmm. through. Like they should have hit them. Not 115 grain, nine mil. Yeah. We'll go through a door. We'll go through a person into another person. Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm not, there's none of it adds up. So all this is, is just to pacify. And then honestly, I'm not, I'm not like, it's not conspiracy. It's just, this is just like, Hey, you know what? But it was uh, a month ago. Tupac just passed, passed the Beatles as the most sold albums of all time. Really? Yes. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. He was he was like 22, 23 years old. He only put out like two, three full length albums. Yeah. Everything else has just He's, been like he has surpassed a release like, of like recorded. a month or two ago. Wow. So, so I could be off on bring, that. Bring I could have read a bunch of crap, but maybe I don't know, man. Well, I think we can all agree <clears throat> what we see on the internet is usually right 100 percent. 100 percent. 100 percent. But I don't know, man. I just like it's I, all too convenient for it, you. It, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They finally get this dude. Like uh-huh. I like what you said about his age. So what's his mental health like? What's his mental decline? Is is he is he terminally ill? Are they going to do this because they know that this dude is getting ready to check out? Like, you know, what's the statute of limitations on the deal that he previously had? Like, I'm I'm not buying it. Okay, I'm not. What would okay? So what would you guys need to see from here? Like, Chris, what's the what's you said you want to see the facts? Like, what kind of facts would be illuminating to you as as well, a professional investigator, so but they, also just a human if, being? If they if they brought him in and interrogated him. If they're going to get a confession from him, they're yeah. going to get a confession after Miranda. All right. Las Vegas PD is going to record audio and video record that confession mm-hmm. because they are going to present that in court. Show us. Yeah. Show us that confession. Show <laughs> yeah. us that clip. Show us the clip where he says, yes, I killed Tupac. Yeah. Show it. I mean, that would be, you know what? If he's going to get up there, even if he, I don't care if he's the fall guy, he's just taking the fall for someone else because maybe they were going down a different um Las Vegas PD was going down a rabbit hole and going in a different direction. This guy's like, wait a minute. They paid him off. Hey, look, we're going to, you know, we're going to slip, you know, you're going to sit in jail. Your your health is declining. You're going to sit in jail the rest of your life, but we're going to take care of your family. Mm-hmm. So this amount of money was slid under the table for this guy to take to take that confession and run with it. You know, I mean, I want to see the confession. Yeah. Show, show it. Okay. They would release that. You have to do it they in court, should, right? If they they ha- yeah. Yeah. I mean— well, I mean, this court case is going to have a bunch of media attention around it, don't it you is. think? I mean, I'm also going to say Tupac is still a household name. Well, here's what they're going to do. They're if, if all right, so he has a can they have a confession? Mm-hmm. They've arrested him. All right, he's not going to go into court and plead guilty. There's not going to be a trial. He's going to go in there and just plead guilty. Yeah. So there's not going, and they could um, the attorney can request a, a closed courtroom so the media is not in there anyways. Yeah. So it's not going to matter. And he'll get sentenced, and then. It'll all go away. Yeah, he'll, he'll go to jail. He'll get, clean, he'll get murdered. Away. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm starting to think totally differently about it. You guys might have moved me off of this a little and bit. Just, I was like, well, maybe it's this a little too convenient with everything that's also going on. Too. Okay. It's just I just see it as a distraction. Okay. Um, I I don't trust anything. Like I don't you know, trust anything either. And Suge didn't get hit. Like understanding, Shug is, understanding Shug has long been ballistics. like the shadiest dude in the yeah, world. But yeah. understanding ballistics. Did you know, he run you know, over a guy in yes. the parking lot? He's in yeah. jail. Yeah, he's still you know, in jail for do that. Do you know the guy that played Suge Knight lives here in Wilmington? That's what? funny. Yeah. 
Really? He trains at the gym I go to. Oh, dude. It's we got to get him on the show. Ask him I, to come. And right. we'll, we'll do a whole episode. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, he would have to have researched it. Yeah. yeah. He, he's good super, guy. Good guy. Super nice guy. Okay. All right. Yep. Cool. All right. So I'm going to make that happen. I don't want actual Suge Knight coming in here. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him to do the podcast as Suge Knight. Though. We'll ask him to do it in character. All right. Sweet. All right. Talking about, uh, <laughs> continuing on with things that don't add up. And we're not political here. I just want to make that statement. We don't care. We're agnostic. We hate them all. We realize that they're, we don't hate Hate them all. We're just disappointed in them all because too many times they've let us down and then they've asked us for more and then they've let us down and then they've asked us for more and then they've let us down. This guy in New York who pulls a fire alarm to open a door, is any of that adding up? Oh, the from Congress? Yeah, the congressman that, that said, it, I thought I thought in order to open the door, I had to pull the fire alarm. So he should be immediately removed from his position. Okay. Because one, he was a high, he was a principal. Yeah. He was a principal, and now he's a, he's a congressman. Uh huh. And he's using that as that that was his excuse. I didn't realize that didn't. Well, so for how many years were you in the school system that you didn't know this? Where they do a fire drill? Yeah. Monthly. At yeah. School? Don't they talk it's, about it's the lies? Like stop treating, stop thinking that everybody's going to accept that we're this you, you know this naive, this stupid. It's an insult. Like it's it an is, insult. It's so insulting. It is. It's horrible. And the thing is, is if you are that stupid, yeah, resign. Yeah. Because you want to talk about, let's start getting some mental health assessments in there like they do with law enforcement, like they do with military. If you are that much of an idiot where you can't read and understand a sign that was on the door, understand what a fire alarm is, yeah. you have no position, you have no business being in the position to vote on anything that has anything to do with the American people. It does bring up such a great point um, that the, the, the assessment for elected officials, the bar is incredibly low. You know, like there's none like the, the it's can basically like, do you show up? This is what the modern era of politics has become. And again, we're talking on the federal level, not so much on the local level. But it's become, it's almost become a joke though. I mean, I mean, it is a joke. Fetterman. Yeah. They were going to change the dress code for him. They did. They did. But they've already reverted it back already. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Couple days because he wanted to wear gym shorts and a hoodie into Congress. Because people were like, that's dumb. But I, ha- I was having this conversation with some friends of mine, and I think this is the point that I would try to make from all of this because um, on both sides there are there it's just this like um, amount of gaslighting. Um, that's that's one side of it. The other side of it is this constant reduction and lowering the bar as it comes to our standards, societal standards. Like if you are an elected official, you should go to work in a suit and tie every day. Like just that should just be a standard that we all. Agreed to. You should be honest. You should have some empathy. You should be intelligent. But we don't have a way to test those people within our electoral system. It's no, like, do they it's show about well? Who has the biggest war chest. Yeah, do they talk well? How yeah. well funded are they? And those are the people that get elected. And then we see stuff like this where I, the guy said he thought he was opening an emergency door. That's what he says. That's what everybody on his side says. There everybody on the other alarm. side. There is. I, I, I could be wrong, but yeah. there isn't a fire alarm out there that when you pull it, it opens. No, the no, door. no. It would say like emergency exit, right? right. You'd push the button and because it would open the door. Let's just let's let's just talk like let's mechanics. Yeah. So that means I pull this lever, and then it triggers an alarm. But then there's a device in here that is connected to the it's door. Like it's like a bookcase uh, that opens yeah. the secret room, right? Yeah. It's like there's like, the latch. This is not <laughs> this is this is not what where did Batman live? Gotham Palace? Yeah. Like whatever Bat- Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor, yeah. This is not Wayne Manor. Yeah. But, but the thing I was gonna ask you, isn't it like 
because I remember, and I think this might have been a little bit of fear, but I remember in high school, we were like the thing, kids were pulling a fire alarm to get, you know, get out of, like, yeah. same thing. They were pulling a fire alarm to get out of class yeah, because right. it was a test. And then it came down, they're like, if you are caught pulling the fire alarm, yeah, like it's a it felony. is a $5,000 fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then it comes with like a, a felony charge. Well, in a and government in a government building, I believe that it is a felony. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It's, you're, so it's mm. federal property, so it would fall under the federal guidelines. So yes, there is probably a federal statute for pulling that fire alarm, and then a and then and then it, a fine, a right. financial fine. Uh, yes. fee that comes with that, Correct. like a like a speeding ticket. Yeah. Do you but, think anything will become of it? Do you think the guy will be held accountable at all? Probably not. Yeah. No, because AOC is already taking his back. Yeah. Well, it was because, and it, again, I mean, why do they put stuff, why do they do stories? Why do, why do the media do stories? They do stuff that is and they don't have anything else they to have do, nothing, They have yeah. nothing better to do. They want to put something out there that's enticing. And, yeah. it, and they have this, dem, this Democrat from New York pulls the fire alarm thinking he's going to open the door minutes before they vote right. on the, the, the budget, right? You know, without going into Which, a, yeah, another. We still, budgeting we still don't know who's too. on Epstein's list, right? Uh, right. Hey, we're getting. Man, we got to put our tinfoil hats on whenever <laughs> Ron comes. Man, like we're gonna go <laughs> there into all those places when Uncle Ronnie comes on the podcast. Um, yeah, if anything, it shows very bad judgment. Like that. That's the nicest way to say it. Um, if he the, if he did it, if if he intentionally did it to. To delay the vote, yeah. then he, he should, should be, be thrown re- out. he should be removed. He should be thrown out. And should be charged. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Which I mean it's hard to prove intent on anything like that, right? Well, there's it's well fa- I, well, I thought I've I've always thought that, you know, in you know, in Capitol Hill or maybe in the White House, I thought there was cameras everywhere and you could see everything. There, oh yeah, there's but, pictures and But cameras you know, everywhere. guys guys can bring cocaine in there and they're never gonna find out who did that either. So we're wow, never, you're we're, right. I we're totally never we're that. never that gonna know. Away. We're never gonna know who he concocted with prior to pulling that fire. Oh alarm. my goodness! So. Well, I mean, what a sad state Snoop, of affairs. Snoop Dogg did smoke weed in the White House. <laughs> kind of fine with that. All things being considered. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the missing jet then. What happened, Ron? I have no idea. I mean, like, the technology in the F thirty five is out of the world. I, out of this, this world. So, yeah. So we can so start. You're, there. you're gonna mean there was there there wasn't one tracking beacon. There wasn't one thing to track this plane as it was going down, right? Yeah, where where it is landed like, in South Carolina? Where, where's somewhere. like NORAD and yeah, all this stuff? It landed. Like it was a things. it was a rural county. Where did right it take off from? Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. Charleston. Okay. Yeah, so it was a county next county over like Greenland County or something okay. like that. Um. So. Well, but how? It landed in a field. Like I, I don't know. They, I mean, it, the plane it went up and then Help you know, me the stuff that this plane the stuff they were saying is he had electronic malfunction mm-hmm. and he just bailed. Like he didn't, he didn't waste no time. He he ejected. Kind of smart. Ejectocito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what it says? Ejectocito. Ejectocito, cuz. You know my dad. My dad used to say when he was flying C one thirties, he'd say, "Death is a small price to pay for a shit hot maneuver." I don't think that that is what occurred in this particular instance. Like, so plane went dark and he just like bailed. That's kind of what came out. I what mean, about? I mean, yeah. Where's the tracking on it? How does any of this happen? We need to get somebody from Lockheed Martin and how come that knows that, the ins like, and outs I mean, of the F thirty five on here. Yeah, but like that pilot, he's been. It's like it's gone. It's done. He's like he hasn't. He hasn't done a press conference. He's done. I mean, not that he would, but right. Um, somebody, somebody from I, yeah. well, no, DOD should no, come out and say something, how, right? So we have satellites in the air. There's satellites up there. Do we in, in, in space? You mean to tell me that they couldn't pick up on a plane in a field, maybe with some smoke? That was come. That was bellowing from this plane that crashed in the yeah. field. Yeah, like they can't. They can't do 
trajectory. We have satellite imagery of hurricanes. Yeah. Again, to my point about standards <laughs> being so low right now and judgment <laughs> being in such short supply that you can't. It says this, the official the official word was that a mishap occurred with an F-35 fighter jet and that the pilot safely ejected and the mishap is currently under investigation. There it is. We were waiting for it. Oh, everybody's phones. We knew this was going to happen. Just check your phone out. That's okay. This is the second time in Signal Fire Radio podcast history that this has happened. It's okay. We'll keep we'll keep powering through. Sorry if you heard that and it hurt your ears and you're listening in AirPods. Second time. First time it happened was in the Murkison building. Fire alarm starts going off. Sounds awful. We had to trash the whole episode. Was there a congressman there who pulled that one? Uh, there was a couple congressman offices there. Yeah. There was a senator's office there. He was never there. I'm just saying. Yeah. I was amazed. I was actually amazed that anybody was in that office the day that we went there for the PACT Act because there was never anybody in those offices. But I guess we got lucky that day. Yeah. Or it was planned. I think he knew we were coming. He did. He did. Yeah. You know, he did. They did. John they, Stewart put a call in. They um. Um, Tim let him know. Did he? Yeah, they yeah. reached out to him, said we're going to be here. Well, that was awful nice of them to yeah. to have somebody there then to yeah. come and get yelled at for a little while. Yeah, made an impact though. Made an impact. All right, let's bring this thing around full circle. Let's talk about moving our parents in with us. <laughs> there is, I believe, um, I don't know, and maybe it's a societal thing, but I feel that we're kind of, I don't know the right way to put this. Now, my mom and dad are getting older. We decided to move on to one piece of property with our entire family in it. Part of me is like super happy and excited about that because I get to be with my parents during my golden, during their golden years. Right. And my kids get to grow up in very close proximity to their grandparents. The other part of me goes, man, my mom knows everything that I'm doing now. And I get a lot of text messages throughout the day, which is okay. Honey, can you do this? Honey, can you do that? But the the latter outweighs the former. And being able to have mom and dad so close to us and to be able to care for them. Dad's a 30-year Marine Corps veteran. His health is not doing so well, particularly his mental health. His physical health is pretty good. So being able, being able to do that to me feels like a, a way to honor my parents but it's coming with it's coming with some challenges some privacy challenges and some boundary challenges chris you're smiling what are you thinking right now so um i moved all right so i moved back to jacksonville well over a year ago and i lived down the street from my parents and uh i bought a place out in the rocky point area yeah pretty close to where you're at yep and uh i'm glad i don't live near my parents no more really it was just you know and it's not I like having my freedom. I like having my space. I feel like, and I love my parents to death, love my dad, love my mom. My dad, you know, if he needed help, I'd go to be able to go down there and, you know, pick up something for him mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, his his health is okay, um, but he eats like crap and he just doesn't want to change, oh. right? Um, my mom is just, my mom's becoming brittle. Uh, she calls me the other day and she said she was walking up, walking up the steps or down the steps. I don't remember how she told me that, but she vertically uh, went vertical off the steps and face planted and broke her wrist and yeah. And uh, so then my brother and I, you know, were, you know, in a text thread with mom and we were throwing some jokes in there and like random gravity check mom. And then <laughs> my brother's sending her memes of uh, Joe Biden falling on the steps. And so, um, but 
That's what every good son right, should right. do to their so, aging mom. <laughs> but it was it was it was it was nice being closed for over a year. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm like I'm I'm far enough away I can get to them within an hour. Yeah. And that, I think that's close enough for me. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Ron? You moved your mom all the way down from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, so dad passed away, and, and then I went up there and spent like two weeks. We packed our house up, and um, uh, I mean that was good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. And then um. You know, we we road trip down, uh, did a whole bunch of research, tried to find a place because it's like, well, one, like my mom can't do stairs. Um, all our bedrooms in our house are upstairs, and we also, but we also want her to have her own independence, her own space too. You know, because we want to, you know, I mean, just like you said, boundaries and everything. Like, but we want her to, you know, this is a new chapter for her, yeah. so we want her to to have that. So we actually found a really nice spot. I'm gonna give a shout out to Amberly Shores. Um, when I was Walking around this apartment complex, I was like, uh, "You were ready to move in?" I was like, "Shit, dude, this yeah. is like a resort. Get some it was, amenities it was up nice. Here. Yeah, yeah. It is it, nice. It's like it's legit. That the one that's over off Gordon? No, it's um, it's right like next to Aldi. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Down by yeah. Mayfair, right? No, down no, by no, Porter's Neck. Porter's yeah. Neck. That Not one. Yeah, Aldi. Okay. Aldi. 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 Oh, Liddy is the one on Little. Little, right. li- whatever. We got too many options. Yes. Uh, so they're all. But she, by she's Proctor doing good. We're getting her snapped too. in, so we're just trying to like, y- y- you know, us not crowd her too much. Yeah. Um. But keep her like also you know in in because like, my wife's whole family is now down here. Her, her other sister lived in Raleigh. They're down down here. So my my uh, window of opportunity to move to. Wyoming or Montana has really just always gotten very, very. Well, they say that Rocky Point is the Wyoming of North Carolina. Yeah, so. well, I'm trying. We're trying. Let's we're go, trying. buddy. Yes. Wild out I think challenges are just like make, you know, for me now, it's more like, well, she's over there, but I'm like, oh, man, is she safe? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I worry about this, you know, and things like that. So, so there's other things in it. And it's like her health and, um, you know, it's just so I, I I guess I'm worrying about her now as how her and my dad had to worry about me that's, when I yeah. was like yeah that's, that's when, I, that. was, I, when that. I was like a knucklehead that's like, the part part for me that's become so interesting and I could couldn't you can't prepare for it mm-hmm. but there comes a moment where all of a sudden I'm the parent and they're more like the child I'm not changing my parents' diapers, dude. No, I, I have a wife. I have a wife who's medical. To she do can, those she can do it. Yeah. But like you talked about, it, your dad, your dad eats like trash. So my dad, my dad is like, you know, he had a small stroke and then he dealt with some vascular dementia. And his recall, his short-term recall is not quite there. He had his Vietnam buddies in uh, a couple weekends ago, and he remembered stuff from the '60s and '70s like it happened yesterday. So mm-hmm. his long-term memory is great, but his short-term is terrible. In his nightstand next to his bed. He has Snickers. He has Almond Joys. He has peanut M&Ms. He eats candy, and this man never had candy in his entire life, um, at a rate that outpaces my 8-year-old if I just let her do whatever it is that she wanted. It's unbelievable. And I wasn't quite prepared as somebody who's in their late 30s, early 40s for that to happen so quick was like all of a sudden now I'm worried about their choices. I'm worried about mom out driving around i'm worried about what dad's doing when i'm out to work and he's there by himself yeah how can you prepare for that you know i pray um i don't know man it's it's because i'm figuring it out 
she's figuring it out. You know, my wife's figuring it out. The cool thing is, is that she, my son now gets to see his grandmother mm-hmm. all, almost every day. Huge, huge pro. Um, and that's awesome. And then it's good for her too, yeah. you know, um, but preparing for that, it's, it's, you know, so me, cause you know how I am with my preparedness stuff and I'm just like, I worry about my mom getting gas. Right. I worry about her being a soft target. You know, she, you know, she's yeah, seventy six. little old lady. You know, she's a little car and like all this. And I just, I look at, at you know, those are things that concern me because I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be there. Now, my dad has like, my mom is super. She's vigilant. She's situationally aware, you know, and all this stuff. And she's very, very familiar as many times as they've been down to Wilmington. So she's really. Uh, geographically she's mm-hmm. she's secure mm-hmm. w- with it um but it's it's just it's still big it's still big concerns yeah. that i have you know um you know we have our plans on where we want to go with like homesteading and stuff like that and um kind of like what you guys are doing but i i as you know i, I understand where you're at too with like the boundaries and space yeah. and, and everything like that but being close but I know the long-term plans of what, you know, you guys can have a little bit of distance, but the, the value in that I, I see is doing estates with families. I think that it's really, um, I, I just think with the way the world is now. And then if you're trying to go more of a homestead or of a holistic approach to, uh, to, to living and providing, you know, being self-sustainable, I think that this is a really good, a good approach because you now it's, it's now family effort. It's yeah. now, and going, now we're going back to how it was. I mean, well, it, it goes like this. It's, it's Vikings were Vikings. Vikings, they did what they did, but what were almost, was almost every single Viking was a farmer. Right. Right. And right. they provided and they were self-sustaining and they went and they went on these raids to supplement their, their lifestyle to supplement their income, right? You know, and to expand, to expand their, you know, their bloodline, right? So it's, it's, I don't know. I think that like where my mindset is, is where we're going is like we're not going to be in this house, you know, forever. We want, I want to stretch my legs, you know. Yeah. I want to like legit, like my dream would be to just be able to shoot an elk with my bow from my porch. Step off the front porch. Yes. It's seventy yards from my back porch from my edge property line. Yeah, I love it. Like that's what I want, yeah. right? And but the other thing too is, is I want to be able to bring mom out there and her right. dog and and everything like this, and then have, you know. So it's it. Well, we're gonna we're we're planning, we're looking, we're trying to find the right thing, you know. And then, um, but the thing too is, is now is like what we're looking at doing. We're making way more intelligent. Like we found a couple places that were awesome, but then we started looking deeper at everything. We're like, this is this is not good. And now you know like. How, where my wife's at now we're like when we look at a piece of property now it's like she's doing a mold detection right she's doing all of like this right other stuff so it's it's but it's all for <clears throat> health yeah. reasons and yeah. longevity so um i like the idea of it uh you know it's not without challenges anywhere you go uh, what look at the opposite my mom lived eight and mom and dad lived 18 hour drive away yeah two days to get there right Closest. Yeah, how can you help if, so here's if the they thing. need so, it? Something happens, right? I have to fly. Right. So I have to fly. The closest airports are are Bradley in Hartford, Connecticut, Logan in Massachusetts and Boston, and Manchester mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. All of those require me renting a car right. and driving three to four hours still to get to their house. Right. My sister 
is five hour drive, four or five hour drive from there, right? And I could be off on that for, for an hour, but still, there's nothing quick. Yeah. Right. There's nothing quick. So what? What? You know, where's where? Where is it? Like, you know, where's your balance? I think I'd rather have her here and have us like trying to figure out our boundaries and all that. You know, now that she's alone, than have her on the on the mountain. You know, and having to, to deal with yeah. that winter, and you know, and had hopefully a neighbor comes and plows a driveway for her so she can get out. So how long? How long did your? How long did they live in the house? Your mom lived in the twenty, house? almost twenty eight years. So, and this is the challenge for like for me. Like, I mean, now my parents, my my parents are set where they're at. They're never my mom. Well, let me back up. If something happens to my dad, my mom would probably move closer this way. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad has lived in the house that he's in since he was four years old. Wow. That was my grandparents' house. And that doesn't my gran- happen anymore. My grandparents bought the house down the street, and then my grandfather passed away a few years ago, um, and just kind of the way circumstances worked out, when I moved to Jacksonville, my parents had to put my grandmother in a nursing home mm-hmm. for dementia. Her dementia is real bad. Mm-hmm. So she's in, she has to have 24-hour care. So my I lived in my grandmother's house, my grandmother's house for a year down the street from my parents, and but that house, my dad, my dad's 72 years old. He's been in that house for 68 years. The same house. He'll never. I mean, he'll die in that house. Yeah. Here's well, the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, thing. that's that's kind of like that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 You that know? doesn't. Yeah. That's that doesn't happen anymore. My wife and I are on our fifth house in ten years of being married. Yeah. You know, it's like my parents and my dad. You know, military, so you can't really use him as a as a barometer for that. But like, they had over twenty houses throughout. Right. Throughout their career. But the thing that's interesting to me about this conversation, use this to kind of bring our episode to a close, is like the, the, I've been seeing, I don't know, my algorithm on uh, all my social media has been like feeding me ads from like the 50s and 60s about like the electric can opener and the oven and all these things that are designed to make your life so much easier. And, and we've seen, our society progress about things getting easier and easier and easier and easier. Now we have AI. It'll write emails for you. It'll do all your work for you. And and I think we're at a we're at a crossroads now where we've like we've gotten so prosperous in the US and we have um leveraged all these things to make our lives easier. And as a consequence of that, like families spread out. There's no real like family community sense anymore in a lot of ways. I've got family in Georgia. I've got family in California. I've got family in Iowa. Like we're all over the freaking place. Um, and, and I'm really enjoying like putting my hands in the dirt and doing hard things again. This is not a hard job. Media is not a hard job. When I go home and I start putting shovels in the ground and we start like trying to, you know, like, create our own food all over again and raise the chickens and raise our kids the right way to like not be so dependent on technology and stuff. I get a lot of joy from that and having mom and dad right there to participate in that too as well kind of makes it a little bit better. So I think we'll probably see more of that. Like it feels like there's a pendulum swinging where like people are like, "Eh, like we've gotten this too much. It's just too much. Like we got to be able to have some resiliency and have some grit and do some hard things every once in a while. Suffering is good. Yeah. You know, suffering builds character. And I, I, I don't know. I, I like the concept of uh, I, I want space. I want distance. And I don't care if it's in Leland, Rocky Point, you, you know, yeah. Atkinson, Wyoming. Like, 
I just I just want to be able to do more outside. Yeah. Um, I know that, like, we have a creek. We have the woods behind our house, and it's not major, but we can go back there and, you know, we track animals and all that. And, but I know that when we go out to, like, like when we're in New Hampshire, we're, we're up there in the woods and um, out at Osprey and, and Sorenex down in uh, Lexington, when we're out there on these farms and these large properties, my son converts into what a little boy should should yeah. be doing. Yeah. Like he goes straight Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like shirts <laughs> off, right? Walking around like in the woods. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, it, around our house, like there's frogs, snake. Mm. We're out we go out to the we go out to the farms and he's just like completely like transforms into what his primal self should be. Yeah. And I that is as a parent, I I need to, you know, my wife and I we need to we need to get to a point where we can provide that yeah, for yeah. him. Yeah. And I think that if we can do it as a family and like, and you get back to like foundational, um, you know, how, how our country started and people, every, everybody did everything as a family because there's a strength in the numbers. Right. And then you have your community and, you know, and that's when you look at like some of like the old movies and stuff. And it's like, these people own this whole street, you know, like you still have some of that in Wilmington, Yeah. you know, um, you know, like these families own like these whole strips and, Everything like that, even like Jacksonville, old Jacksonville money is like yeah, yeah. is like that too. It's like what it was like three key families that like that pretty much own Jacksonville. They, they, they ran Jacksonville. The Bradley family. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at it from like a marketing and from a, from a business perspective, but that's not where like what I I want. Like, I just I don't know. I there's challenges and everything like that, yeah. but looking at from what like we've gone through on how difficult it was you know, for us to get there. Yeah. I'm glad that we have her here. I, you know, honestly, and, and my wife gets on me and she's like, stop beating yourself up over it. But I'm just like, why, why didn't we try this? Like before my dad passed away, why yeah. didn't we try moving him down here? But then, you know, so it's just, I can't do that. I can't play yeah. that game, but it's hard. It's hard not to. Yeah. Right. Um, but going back to the summer camp, summer camp is my dad's my inspiration. Yeah. You know, and that is how we keep my dad and what he taught me as a kid, what I'm teaching my son. That's how we keep that process alive. And now that mom is here, mom will be making big goodies for camp next way year. To, way to sneak that last little plug in there as we were as Dude, we were bringing this episode to a close. Bro. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'll never forget this. This will be the last note on this episode. Ron once said, I have no problem with self-promotion. He did that at a BBC meeting or something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. You said, I love me some me. And I was like, yeah, Ron, I vibe with that. I vibe That's, with um, that. Uh, Terrell Owens. Yeah, Terrell Owens, man. I love me some me. That's my Get your popcorn ready. That's my quarterback. Mm -hmm. All right. That's Ron Holmes, Riker USA. Find him on Instagram. He's a fun follow. This is Chris Bradley, Cape Fear Investigative Services. Where can people find you? Um, website, kipforinvestigator.com, uh, phone number is 910-762-4374, and if you want to see me in person, you can call or show up at the Port City Attorney's office, and I have an office in his office. I can't wait for the day that I have to call you to investigate something. I don't know what it's going to be, <laughs> but I'm saving it hey, maybe for we should, something we good. Should, like, we should do a GoFundMe and have him really investigate, like Tupac. Thinking about it, right? Show up with cameras. We'll do a documentary on it. The real story behind Tupac's murder. I can hear the voiceover right now in my head. It could work. It could. It'll play. We'll stew on it. 
Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, go and pick you up a bulkhead. These things are pretty darn good. Very tasty. And while you're doing that, feed your mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, and grow your tribe, and go be a signal fire in your community. We will talk to you in a couple weeks.